Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is episode 68, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Whilst on a visit to a relative's house, several friends become victims to a strange family from a nearby property. And I managed to spit that out. So, <laughs> nice. nice. Um, yeah, we got with us Jess Hello. and you in tonight. Hello. Yeah, no, Larry. He may be watching. I hope he is. I hope he is. Um, so this is 19. That's what I'm gonna tell you what I've been doing. Right. How exciting day I've had. Have you heard of this Ninja Warrior thing on telly? Have you ever watched that? I've heard vague things, yeah. Yeah, so there was a birthday party for one of my son's friends, and we were invited to this Ninja Warrior place over in Southampton. That was interesting, to say the least. Um, So it's a bit like the program. They're going over all the salt courses and bouncy things and all that. But there was lots and lots, as you can imagine, children there. (laughs) <laughs> right? yeah, I can imagine. But yeah. then there was another type of person there in very tight fitting clothes. <laughs> and there were quite a few of these people, and they were grown adults um, mm. with ninja things on, taking it all very seriously. Mm. Um, I think I would have probably hurt myself if I'd done it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was a strange experience because there were a group of people like who adults who thought they were ninjas. So how does it work? Do they do like do like obstacle courses? Yeah, like, it's like an assault. And... Yeah, it's like an assault course. But all the kids had little ninja things on their heads. Um, yeah, and then there were adults doing it too. But they, they had the proper gear on, like they were on telly. If you've ever seen it, the mm. stuff that they wear. Um, yeah, so that was an interesting one. So I thought I'd tell you about that. Um, also, been watching my football team, and they've done amazingly well. So I'm I'm pleased with that. Well done, <laughs> Saints. So. What have you been up to, Jess? Working? Working. That's <laughs> about it. Yeah, working. And watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> you had seen that before? Yeah, I knew we had to watch it. So. Oh, someone's gone loud. Right. Yeah. Oh. You've gone really loud, Jess. You in? Yeah, um, I uh, mostly, uh, yeah, as I say, some work. So the Oscars were announced, the nominations were announced uh, this week. Um, Seems like a a, quite a decent selection as well. Uh, And also, I've just come back from uh, I. um, It was my dad's birthday weekend, um, and I decided to go back to Kent. Um, But (laughs) this morning, he was um, diagnosed with COVID, unfortunately. Oh. uh, he, he seems to be fine. Um, he's just, you know, going through the, you know, the sort of nauseous emotions of it all. Um, but I had to, I had to come back home quickly. I, I tested negative, so I'm okay. Um, but uh, so yeah, that was a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a thing. I just, I just okay. came back home and just sort of like relaxed because I also, it was like, it was a really depressing like getting back because I not only had to carry loads of stuff. But it was just pissing down with rain. Yeah, <laughs> so it's almost like a stereotypically miserable situation. I really come down today as well. That yeah. Really did come so, 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 yeah, so when I got back to the flat, I just got in pajamas and just got into bed and just slept for a bit. <laughs> it's really good. But no, right. yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, so we, we're going to chat about the uh, 1974 Toby Cooper film. Hooper. Texas Hooper. Mm. Hooper, isn't it? Why did I write Cooper? This Don't is going... Oh, my gosh. Hooper. Mm. So, 
It starred Marilyn Burns as Sally, Paul A. Porton as Franklin, and Gunnar Hansen as Leatherface. Had a budget of $100,000, I think, somewhere. I think that's the average, but it goes from about 80 to 130. Had a box office of $30 million. Um, it was 83, million, 83 minutes long, I think. The distributors of this film were The Mob, I read <laughs> somewhere. So the people that made the film didn't actually make too much money out of it. Mm. Apparently, yeah. um, Rotten Tomatoes. What are you thinking? The actual critics, the tomato. Well, it's a, it's a, it's quite a staple now, isn't it? Uh, of like you know the genre. It's often you know topping a lot of the best horror films of all time lists. So yeah. I, I reckon it will be mm, uh, at least the late eighties. I would have thought it's maybe eighty eight. Yeah, you're pretty much there. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same. 89. 89. And the, the audience gave it 82. Um, it's mm. a very quick film, isn't it? It, um, mm. it, it gets there. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, so I wrote a couple of things down about this. Um, obviously, the dinner table scene. Mm. <laughs> right. So how many times have you seen this, Ewan? I yeah, I think this is the fourth time I've seen it, third or fourth. Um, it, it's interesting going back to it actually because I think every time I watch it, there's a kind. I, it's always the atmosphere which gets you the most. I mean, straight from the off, it's the sort of the weird, like metallic photograph sound that sort of like I don't know. It's like, as 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 it sort yeah. of as it sort of starts and it flashes and you see like you know fluff and bones and stuff and it even it starts with that really weird sort of. Um, a tilt up to like, is it? Uh, I think it's like a body or something that like on on a on a thing, and you know, the radio announces it and stuff. Um, but even before that, actually, they have this um, uh, the this sort of title card that is like announced by you know an announcer saying that you know these are the events that followed. Um, yeah, blah blah blah. <laughs> and um, you can see the sort of. I mean, that's the interesting thing about this film as well is that you can see like all the things that were all the things that came after that were inspired by it. Yeah. So you can see that by those types of you can see Blair, Witch like pretty much got like stole that as well. Um, and I was looking through actually, cause the film is like, was, was made in 1974, as you said, which was like the sort of height of, or, or towards the end of um, uh, the sort of new Hollywood era in America where films were like challenging politics and everything like that. And, uh, I was looking sort of behind the scenes stuff and apparently the sort of the inspiration behind those types of cars, because it says it's a true story. It actually isn't. Um, but the point the point with that was that it was to sort of show the lack of truth uh, being told, like because it was it was in the era of like Vietnam and Watergate and stuff like that. Um, so it was essentially almost a comment on that. And, and I kind of love that because you, you get that a lot with certain horror films is that there's like a political subtext, yeah. but it's really, it's really under the surface and you, and you don't, you don't need to know that in order to understand what's going on. Um, but the, the atmosphere is, 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 I mean, yeah, because the, um, Toby Hooper was also, uh, um, was from Texas. Um, he went to the university of Texas actually, um, to study film and, you can see it's just, it just looks so hot and horrible and and just sort of like in the middle of nowhere in this sort of like you know arse end of uh, 
uh, the American South, and it's just like you know you got like <laughs> sort of abandoned cars and just like weird people around, and um, and it's just like and, and you know it, and the, the first people they meet seem very nice and sort of cordial, and they tell them where to go and stuff like that. And they go deeper and deeper, and then it's become it comes to transpire that you get, and they pitch up, pick up the hitchhiker, and it all goes, it all goes weird. I love that scene actually. I don't, I don't like Dan's on. Sometimes when the kid's been home alone, my house looks like that. Is he talking about <laughs> one of our houses, or, or is he talking about the the house in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? It's probably the house. You know, it's probably got loads of bones and fluff and stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and stinky fish. Yeah, we yeah. spoke about that. Um. I love that scene. Sorry, oh, my, ba- my bat. Yeah, my battery's going in my mouse now. It's all going wrong. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to. Here we go. There we go. So, yeah, the, the hitchhiker scene. They pick him up. I don't think I would have picked up someone out all that way, but. No, and especially in that tight van, the tight yeah. space van, it's like no, don't I can't take that person. The smell in there is horrendous. Mm. So you, you've got the friends. You've got. Got the brother and the sister, mm. and is there two others? Is it three? Three. There's three. Two, there's, there's two girls. Two girls. Three girls. Three. Two, two girls and three. Two girls. Three, three guys. guys. Mm. Yeah. So they're all in that van with well, Smelly gets in there, mm. Mm. um, and he looks mad as hell straight away, doesn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. And what? I don't even know why he starts cutting himself. Well, I think that's the sort of it, it sets it up really well, and, and the pace of that scene is really well because you can yeah. tell something's weird about him, but he he seems sort of harmless. I mean, we because it's a horror <laughs> movie, we know he's not actually, but it was sort of that. And then um, you know he like, oh, can I can I just see your knife? And then you know he, he slashes his hand, and I think I think that sort of sets up the almost the unpredictability of the film. I mean, even though this is my fourth time, I forgot certain elements. I was like, oh yeah, that does happen because it's almost like. You get to a point where with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where it's almost like sensory overload, and you forget certain certain details, and then oh yeah, there's that, and that that is scary, um, and and yeah, the pace of it is really is done is done really really well, even though it's only eight three minutes, and it's quite you know it's quite um, to the point most of the time. Um, it's a really uh, well drawn out scene, and and apparently the the shoot was just, I mean, the shoot was notoriously bad in terms of like the conditions like it was shot in the middle of august when the texas heat was like ridiculous and and because it's low budget it was an actual van and the cameraman and the, the sound operator had to had to be in there tightly packed and, and stuff like that so everyone was just sweating and just like having a very miserable time and i think it was like it was a 32 day shoot and it was like 12 hour days, seven days a week. And it was just, and I mean, you can tell why towards the end, like everyone starts going insane, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it, but it really pays off. It's a, it's an effective scene. Yeah. Cause like I, I have watched other bits about the filming of it. And yeah, I think the girl, her, her bloodstained outfit was like hard towards the end. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It, it I can imagine. Hard. And they, they they said that they were all spending so much time together, and and the suit that Leatherface wore was so he was stinking so bad mm. that some of them were actually sick. Went yeah. outside, and they had to go outside for air, and one at a time. Because mm. uh, I th- I think it was that that dinner scene that 
I think they wanted to film it all at once. I think the old fella, the granddad, um, he, because of his mask or whatever you want to call it, um, he was struggling. He didn't want to do it every day. So they had to do a 22-hour shoot, I think, for that mm. five or ten-minute scene, whatever it is. Um, yeah, so they are literally there in that room, and they look quite unpleasant, don't they? Be it, it, it's it's a it's a horrible scene i mean it's yeah. it's um it it, it, it it's funny because it, it has a quite an interesting build-up to that in that it's sort of it's it, it, it despite being a three-minute film it, it's quite it's quite slow and i, I sort of at, at some moments i've sort of like i kind of wanted them to get on with it but once they sort of go into that area and then mm. the dinner scene is just like like the zenith of just dark and horrible and and it kind of it kind of represents the overall weirdness which they're trying to achieve in that you don't really know where it's gonna go you know she's screaming and they're screaming with her <laughs> and you've got and it's um it was actually um uh i i mean i mean obviously because it's so famous but it's also like in um in the resident evil 7 i think i, th I think in what in like one of the opening chapters it was like you 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 wake up and these like three psychos are just like next to it. So it's clearly a a scene which like <laughs> made a, it makes a massive impression on 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 horror cinema. I think. You're talking the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game. Is um, that a VR one? Or was that? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, sort of made for VR, yeah. Um, and it's uh, and just I I I love that. I I also love the fact that you get to know these characters individually first before they come together it's almost like a twisted avengers where you just sort of um you meet the guy at the petrol station who seems fairly normal um and 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 sort of nice uh and then there's the hitchhiker who's obviously completely demented and then you get uh leatherface again amazing introduction because it was so sort of like understated in a weird way the guy just enters the house and then Leatherface just comes around the corner and batters him, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of uh and then you and then once you um once you uh get to know them as as individuals, you you then in the dinner scene you get to see them operate as a family, which makes it even more even more twisted and strange and and yet familiar, you know, you get the arguments between them. You know, look what your brother did to that door. You know, <laughs> it's just like, so, like you know, genuine like sibling arguments, and it's uh, and then you get that weird. I, I I I don't I don't fully understand it to be honest. But when you got the old guy, who they you know got from the attic or something, who's yes. like sort of alive but kind of like really old and like, I mean, looks kind of like a zombie really, and just like barely operating but they're trying to get him to take the hammer and batter the woman in and it was sort of i mean again that whole scene is is even watching it the fourth time is fairly unpredictable you you kind of don't know why they're doing what they're doing or um or why they're doing in that way and in many ways that makes it slightly more real because i feel like people yeah. on that level of insanity would, would do things that would just didn't make much sense um and uh, I mean, as you can see on the, the the clip there, the production design is and the set design is really good. I mean, you got like you know the skins over the lampshades, and you got like bones in the in, in the in the corner, and um, and uh, and obviously it's it's loosely based on um, 
the serial well we, not technically a serial killer but um a, the sort of twisted gang. mind of ed Gein, yeah um who used to dig up bodies in graveyards and take them back to his house and um and put them up and stuff and uh, i mean ed Gein also was the inspiration for psycho um and it's uh yeah, it, it, it's it's freaky because, yeah, I mean, as you see on the clip, they've just got their hands all over it and she's like powerless to, to, to stop it. And it's um, uh, and interestingly, um, and I, I didn't realize this was that the film really doesn't show much gore at all. Um, I know that's no. often a yeah, I know that's often a cliche thing to say about sort of older movies that terrify you that barely show anything. But here, you because you because I mean, first of all, it's called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so you've already got that impression in your head that you're going to see a chainsaw through limbs and stuff like that. But actually, you don't. It's like hidden behind, and you and it's still, but it's still incredibly effective and leaves plenty to the imagination, which is in a way even more terrifying, you know. Mm. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's a scary film. Well, see, even when he uh, he puts her on a hook, doesn't he? And yeah. th there's no sound, when you no. can't see anything. But it's just her facial expressions, and that you just know. Yeah, that's that's a gruesome, and that's that that was also copied by um, is it Dead by Daylight? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a sort of common thing. But yeah, the the hook one. I mean, I mean, it's it's annoying that I saw a lot of these like prior to watching it for the first time. I saw a lot of these clips on you know, the, you know, the best horror films of all time lists and stuff because mm. i feel like if i were to see that like all of that and the first time in the cinema it would it would freak me out for life <laughs> and you know yeah. it kind of it kind of makes it better that i had seen this, this this before but um but yeah the the hook scene is just <laughs> it's just it's horrible to think about <laughs> yeah dead by daylight <laughs> yeah <laughs> you played that i haven't no there's a lot of hook hanging in that game yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen certain videos. It's, it's um, great. It's great fun. We should do that, as we spoke about before. Yeah, we should do that. It's, it's great fun. Mm. Um, yeah. So, what else was going to say about this? Uh, really. So Leatherface doesn't. You don't really, as we said earlier, you don't really see him chainsawing anyone. Not, not actually going into their body but it does hit him at one point i think that's quite nice when the, it goes on his leg i think yeah um so you did yeah it's like left in imagination I've, i read somewhere that he was actually actually trying to get a pg rating on this yeah 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 he was. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't show too much but it is you know you, you know what's going on it's so well yeah. done it's so well mm -hmm. done um yeah, I can't think of anything really more to say on it. So I've watched it a few times. I did the podcast about a year ago, I think, on on the remake, um, which is a lot different. I think mm -hmm. a lot different. Yeah, I haven't I seen it, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I was a bit. There's like a guy who acts like he's a policeman in that one. Mm. So the characters, there are different characters, and I think there are more characters as well. Um. But yeah, have a, have a watch. There's, there's a few. It's, it's, it's good, actually. I quite like it. Mm -hmm. um, not as good as the first one, but it is good. So I've got not too much more to say on this, really. Um, other than, obviously, how many sequels there are. I can't actually remember. There's at least, what, five, maybe? Yeah, well, there was, there was definitely two. There was, there was, there was Texas Massacre 2, which was actually directed by Toby Hooper again. 
Then yeah. I think there was a third one, wasn't there? And I, yeah, I've got. I was going through earlier, and I found this still sealed. So there's yeah, the, Leatherface. That's number yeah. three. Uh, yeah, Leatherface. And then I've got a the remake. And then there's a oh, there's another one called The Beginning. <laughs> there you go. I, I find it interesting. Like I yeah, I haven't seen any of these films, so I can't comment. But I'm assuming the big beginning is a, some kind of prequel to sort mm. of explain stuff. And I think that's quite interesting about the about um the first film is that um Toby Hooper and uh, I can't remember the other screenwriter's name, but I'm sure it'll come to me. But the um they deliberately try to avoid any sort of exposition um so that the images essentially spoke for themselves and it's quite interesting how you watch the film and it transpires that they are cannibals that they you know get people and then roast them and then eat them but that's not actually described in any of the dialogue it's it's literally through the images and when uh she gets to the petrol station and sees like you know body parts being roasted um in the barbecue then that's the indication and i, I find that quite interesting how you know and and it's it's always been the case with with horror with a lot of horror movies, but it's like particularly the case now where um, they feel the need to um, like literally explain everything, um, uh, and and uh, and to to, to uh, I think it works for the most part. I, I think there are bits with the um, with the main group where I where I kind of I, I think I wanted a bit more bit more character. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you've got you've got you've got a Franklin. Who I quite, uh, to be honest, I quite enjoyed. A, a lot of people, I mean, he is he is a bit whiny and um, uh, a, a bit annoying at times. But I actually felt I actually felt quite sorry for him. Uh, I think there was actually one description where it was like um, he's completely unsympathetic and he's he's whiny and you know why the hell? But I'm like, I, I I mean, this might be just be by, by like you know trying to like boost um, you know disabled characters in movies, but it's like. I, I feel like I, 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 I'm wondering why it, 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 I, it, it's like he's it, it, I, they, they just all really don't like him <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and, it, and it's like and he's almost justified that because they all just leave him downstairs while they all go upstairs and I'm just like <laughs> what the fuck are you doing why are you just leaving him there um and I, I think he's completely justified in being in being whiny in that way. Um, but I, I, I quite liked to have seen like I don't know some sort of like history between at least between him and and his sister, who eventually becomes the the, the final girl. Um, because I because I think those scenes would have worked quite nicely if we saw some sort of conflict between them. Because um, I mean the plot's um, pretty spare as 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 I think it should be, but I, I feel I feel like that we could be more engaged there, um, and and you sort of I don't know that there are points where I was just like okay we, we we're just following these people without really knowing much about them sort of thing, um, and then they you know they eventually enter the house and and things become much more interesting. Um, I think also the way this film is shot is really really interesting um, because obviously it's low budget and everything and you know shot on on less good cameras but i think it's clear i think i think it's clearly inspired by like easy rider the, the dennis hopper film which is really sort of again really low budget where they essentially get smaller cameras and they like and even some of the shots are the same so like they like film the sun and they like pull the focus to make it like 
really blur, like a really blurry sun to create a sort of a weird um uh, effect with it um and and, it, and it's funny because with those sorts of films you don't really um you don't really see that kind of shooting anymore because because of the fact that it's really low budget and it was really off the time and made with cameras at the time and you almost think that you know with the bigger budget horror movies that are made at the time like exorcist and stuff like that obviously shot brilliantly and everything like that but you can still tell it's in a studio it's it's hollywood made and everything like that whereas with text james Massacre, there's a there's a unique shooting style to it that is almost more real than any of any that are made in the studio um mm. and more scary because you're like on the ground and you almost feel like you're with these characters in this sort of like you know twisted turn of events that they've suddenly entered um so yeah i think that, yeah it's good what before I move on a little bit, um, is it normal in the US to have people living out, you know, on farms and things like that in the middle of nowhere that eat people? Is that, <laughs> thing, is that a thing that generally went on a lot in the 70s and gradually it's faded away? Or is it something that's still going on to this day that, you know, you might go for a little road trip, get a little bit lost, end up on someone's dinner plate. I mean, you know, people do go missing quite a lot, yeah, don't they? They do like, go missing. Yeah. yeah, you hear about it, you know, on a side of a milk carton or whatever. But it does seem the way, doesn't it, that I, that I, I does think... go on in, in the States? Because we, I, I don't know of any of that around near us, to be honest. Well, I um, think, yeah, I mean, there, there are examples of like, I don't know, sort of... I, I, like like sort of fairly well-known serial killers who sort of like buried their victims like like, like i think like the the moors murders were like quite sort of isolated in that way um and and and, and stuff like that but yeah in america i think because it's like i don't know I, I i i i don't know if it's a more common thing in america more than anywhere else but it's sort of um i don't know there's a sense of like with the, with the nation, there's like a sense of freedom, or there's like a message. Yeah, of freedom. such a big place as well, isn't it? All, all yeah, that land, so, you know, everyone's exactly. got so much. And so land. it's easier to like present that kind of like isolation, desolation, like um, yeah, uh, everywhere. And uh, and it, it's almost like um, sort of a heart heart of darkness, like impact, where it's like you know sort of like all like apocalypse now or whatever you want to go where it's like the deeper into sort of isolated um empty regions you go the darker it goes it's that sort of psychological um journey i guess um and i'd i i'd have liked to have seen where those people originally hailed from because i i think they would have been done better if they stayed there <laughs> than yeah, going yeah. to this you know where it you know um they they look quite quite um hippieish in a way actually, which suggests that they also had that sort of sense of freedom that they yeah let's just go somewhere and it's great, um, then mm. they most of them end up getting chopped to pieces yeah <laughs> getting chopped up, mm. so Dan on YouTube just asked us about what we think is going to happen in the new Leatherface movie um, whether we're going to see more of a Michael Wilde style you know the new Halloween whether it's styled like that um. Next week, we are doing the new Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Um, so what do I think? I've not even watched a trailer for it at the moment. Um, 
I'm hoping for Summit along the Halloween lines. Um, bring it a bit more up to date. You know, maybe the you know the farmhouse has got internet and and Wi-Fi <laughs> and things like that. And uh, you know, they can look up cookbooks um, for for cannibals yep. online. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect that people get invited to the property online or somewhere. I'm just, just thinking out loud, really. So, yeah, you, you know, maybe Leatherface has a Tinder account or whatever, <laughs> they, or, or whatever they have in the States. Do they have Tinder well, in the States? Uh, American yeah, thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Grinder, whatever, you know. It's, yeah, whatever one, floats one, down one. the face's boat, yeah. So <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I hope they bring it more up to date. And, uh, but you never know. They might just film it like it's in the 70s again. So I, I don't know. I've not watched the trailer. So yeah, it's hard to know what what sort of direction they'll take. They they're calling it, um, or at least the sort of critics are calling it a, a requel, so a remake sequel. Um, yeah, and I think I think it's a direct sequel as well. So I don't know. And I think so. Is it this... half minutes after the last one, or is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like it's like months or years oh, or right. something after. There'll be after no the last no tender then. I no, I, I I wonder if they're doing what essentially what um Halloween did, which is like. Um, ignore the sequels entirely and yeah. just and just make a sequel to the original. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, um, particularly since I haven't seen any of the sequels. Um, uh, see what's got. I think it isn't like second one's great. Yeah, isn't that 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 girl from um, uh, eighth grade in in the new one? Elsie Fisher, I think, um, is, is her name. Uh, I think that's the only uh, only thing I know about it. Oh no, is it fifty years? Sorry, I, I I've completely I've just suddenly the memory popped popped into my head. I think it might it, I think it might be fifty years later wow. and Leatherface is fifty years later. He's gonna be we... well old. He's gonna yeah. be like eighty. <laughs> yeah. Or is he young? I don't know. He looked in his twenties, didn't he? For I don't know. The yeah. guy who played him originally passed away. Yeah, a few um, years ago. So yeah. So if it's fifty years later. That granddad's definitely not going to be around, is he? No, <laughs> probably He's not. He's definitely not going to be around. No. I don't think Although any he... They're going to be very old, whoever. Yeah. I mean, he looked barely alive. The, the grandfather looked barely alive when he was <laughs> when he was in the first one. Yeah. He... Yeah, he, him trying to hit her with that hammer. Yeah. That was a bit of a struggle. It. Yeah, it was. So to rate this movie... <clears throat> I'm gonna give it a nine. I, I, it's great. I can just jump into this film at any time. It's not. There are some quite brutal scenes, but you don't see too much. Obviously, the dinner table scene. I think the scene in the van's amazing, and even some of it when she jumps out the window and things at the end. It's just, mm. it's just great, and the way it ends, she gets away, doesn't she? Yeah, the um, ending's really good. So it it just it's just perfect. I think. An amazing film. So yeah, for me, I'd give it a nine. Jess, I would give it a seven, Ooh. purely because for me personally, when I watch it, I find it really hard to watch because it makes me feel so uncomfortable. And I know it's supposed to do that, which is why mm. I'm not going to give it anything lower because mm. <laughs> it does what it's meant to do. Yeah. But personally, I find it really hard to watch. Mm. So yeah, you're in. Yeah, I think I'll give it uh, an eight um, yeah. because I think I I I I I think there were ju- there were just a few too many or, or, or a few too long moments where 
nothing was really happening that much, um, at least at, at the start. Um, which is which is part of the effect I, I acknowledge because the, the whole point is that they almost go in sort of go into this strange world inadvertently and accidentally and it's completely unexpected and understated um but i i think i i think i wasn't engaged in those moments and but, but when it kicks off it's 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 very good and i feel like i feel like um in my mind i think horror is is meant to do more than just um you know cut limbs apart it's to make you feel weird in yourself and feel sort of um i, I mean as I just was saying it, it's it's a very uncomfortable movie especially when you get to the the dinner table scene um and then you get to the end where <laughs> it's it, it feels like weirdly weirdly stretched out the end i love it but it's like they, she hails down a truck and the guy comes out and then leatherface comes out and they're chasing them and then they find another car and they finally just get in the car um which is a weird weirdly sort of stretched out ending i don't know why she can get truck and go away but in a way i love the fact that it was sort of um it was stretched out and you didn't know what was going on and it was very unpredictable and that final sort of chainsaw dance at the end was just sort of and then just from that was a sudden cut cut to black as if it's just like um and i think there's a few moments of black where it's just like you let the experience settle over you um but yeah it's a great it's it's a great film. I, I wouldn't say it was one of my one of my favourites, but it is it creates such a, a deep impact. So yeah, give it eight. Absolute classic, right? <clears throat> so that's pretty good, really. So it's an eight, mm. really. Okay, right. Shall we move on to what we watched this week? What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? Okie dokie. So Dan um, said, why don't you watch Brand New Cherry Flavor? So I think he was on the last episode. So last week I watched the whole series and I was really pleased, often confused, as you can imagine. Often confused. Um, how can I say it? It's a very interesting story about a girl director writer who goes to i don't know it's hollywood or wherever it is to try and get someone to make her movie so she makes a short movie of it and she gets invited to meet this director producer he's a producer um as you can see on your screens uh yeah it's it's quite odd <laughs> So there's scenes with cats. It's really hard to explain this because I don't really want to ruin this for either of you if you are going to watch it or anyone out there. Um, but it's very uh, yeah. interesting and quite spooky at times. Um, it takes turns in all sorts of directions. Um, she's often got a top off in each episode um, for some reason. don't really know why that's there, but it is. And I think there was six or eight episodes. I can't remember. So I watched the last one last night and it, yeah, it finishes okay. But it's just a, a very different series from Netflix. Um, it, isn't it um, inspired 
or, or, or clearly inspired by like David Lynch and all that sort of sort of weird surrealist sort of, of flavor. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know me. I, I take it in its basic form. Mm. I can't look too much into it. Um, it's really quite interesting, and I'd probably watch the series again. To be honest, I don't know if there's going to be a second one or not. Um, I, I don't really know how to explain what it's about. It's kind of revenge. There's yeah. some revenge in there. I won't say why, but anyway, she she wants a, she wants revenge, and she goes to someone to get that. But it's not the way you'd think. Um, it, it's, it's really different. So I, I would I would get on. I would give it eight eight bonus easy. It, it was great, and uh, yes, Dan. I can see what Dan's saying now. So. It's, she could go full Salazar on him anytime, but um, I don't very, ask what that means. Yeah, <laughs> she's a very pretty lady. Um, yeah, so interesting. I would recommend it. Have a watch. Um, so I'll just talk about the other thing I watched was uh, that trailer for Jordan Peele's Nope. Mm. Yeah, I saw that Cat today, um, I think, didn't it? Yeah, so I watched that. Looks really interesting. Mm. I mean, we barely know we barely know anything about it, do we? No, we don't. I, I knew nothing about it until I watched this trailer, and mm. it looks great. It's got the guy from the original from Get Out in it. Mm. Um, yeah, it just looks a really interesting. If you haven't seen the trailer, guys, go and watch it. Obviously, if you're watching this, it'd be nice if you had sound. But <laughs> go in, yeah, go, go and have a watch of that, and I. It's out in a, was it two or three months, maybe? Mm. A few months it's a few months away. So I'm quite looking forward I, I, to that. Yeah, I mean I quite like the fact that Jordan Peele tends to do something very different with each of his movies. I mean they're all horror movies, but it was kind of like there's like like a different sort of um feel to 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 each of them. And with this one in particular, you don't really understand what's going on. It's set on a ranch yeah. where they like breed horses, but that's but that's about it. And and you know we've had that you know the the poster where there's a a big dark cloud with like flags coming out of it, like almost like it in some ways. Um, we still don't really still don't really know what the what the themes are. I wonder if there'll be like a sort of a climate change angle to it. Um, but no, it looks. I, I, I mean. Part of the reason why Jordan Peele can put out teaser trailers like this without revealing much information is because the shots are really interesting. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, and you don't know what's going yeah. on. But it's really um, you really want to see what what it's about, and I think that's um, like like key to his his filmmaking style. I saw some stuff in the sky. Maybe maybe it's sci-fi. I don't know. Mm, maybe. Hmm. Who knows. Anyway, we'll do that on the podcast one day. We should do, uh, we've done get out before, but I need to do us. We need mm. to talk about that. Mm. Um, the other thing um, on Jason Brandt's YouTube channel, so um, he, he makes episodes for uh, So Bad It's Good, so terrible films, and they talk about it. And I just watched the Mortal Kombat Annihilation um, <laughs> today, and that was, oh, such a terrible film. I felt I've never seen it, but just watching Jason watch it was like, oh my god, <laughs> it really does look bad. And I think they had a cinema release as well, so I don't know mm -hmm. if you've ever seen that, Ewan. But no. I expect Larry has, I expect Larry bought it. Um, 
It's got it on Steelbook. Literally. I bet he has got it on Steelbook. <laughs> um, where is he tonight, anyway? Where is he? I thought he'd be on air doing some comments. Um, <laughs> so that, that's pretty much all I've had. I'm sure I'm sure there was something else I watched. Um, but I can't remember what it is. Actually, ugh, I still, I'm still playing Dying Light 2 a lot at the moment. So I'm getting a bit of that in every day when I can. So that's still fun. Um, Ewan, what have you been watching this week? Uh, for most of the week, I've been watching uh, the new Netflix series, uh, Inventing Anna, which is um, based on uh, the con artist Anna Delvey, who was a who was a Russian-born woman um, who pretended to be a, a German heiress, um, and she sort of mingled with a sort of New York social elite who went to sort of art shows and uh, club openings and and stuff like that but transpired that she didn't actually have any money she just got everyone to pay for her and sort of swindled these people out, out of a lot of their money and um it's kind of based on her upcoming trial and uh the journalist um vivian kent uh, sort of fictionalized version of the person who wrote uh, the article upon which this is based um she visits uh, Anna in prison and interviews her and interviews the people who are around her at the time. It's, it's an interesting premise. And I, I did, there were times when I quite enjoyed it. Um, especially when, when you've got like um, this, this sort of 20 something woman cheating very wealthy people. She out She looks money. about 12. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she's played by uh, Julia Garner. Who she was, looks um, very, very young. Yeah, she she played um, can't remember her name now. A, a, a Ruth Langmore in Ozark, um, right. uh, and she. I mean, she she's a she's very very good in the role. But I think it it, it, it is a series that is too long. It's about it's it's nine episodes long, um, of varying lengths. I think the last episode is something like eighty minutes long, um, and it, it didn't need to be that long. And they they build up too many. Um, uh, storylines and they they put too much characters to fill in the gaps and stuff like that but it it's it's fairly it's fairly enjoyable that uh, 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 there also there are also times when the series doesn't really know whether to um like her or hate her um i i guess the kind it's kind of the point but i but for me at the end of the day i i really didn't like her <laughs> because she's she ultimately you know did a crime and should be punished for it and i feel like there was a point where in the series were like well should she be punished really she didn't really do anything like yes she did she almost cheated businesses out of millions of dollars so (laughs) i can't really empathize with that much um but it's but it's but it's an interesting watch and it's definitely worth watching um i also watched um a film called uh serrano um which is a, a kind of period drama musical set in I think it's 19th century France. Um, Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones is in the main role. Um, it, it's based on a sort of classic French story called Cyrano de Bergerac, where um, it's it's this um, soldier who's also a poet. Um, in the original, um, he had a, um, a facial defect where he had a really long nose. Um, and he fell in love with a quite a prominent uh, woman um, in the society he was living in. Um, and uh, he writes poem, poems about her and stuff. But then someone else starts to fall in love with her. But this other person isn't very articulate. So they sort of band together where he writes the words for this other guy to say. And he says the sort of things. So there's a bit of conflict there. But 
um uh, with with the film it's peter dinklage so they've taken a sort of interesting sort of um ableism angle to it where it's a you know man with dwarfism um uh, uh, approaching in, in similar lights now that's probably the best thing about this film is that it, it does bring these these things to light and it's a bit more diverse and um you know um ableism is a in terms of sort of the mainstream is is quite it's quite a fairly new concept to, to the mainstream but it's not a very good film <laughs> that, that, that's that's the bad thing it's very it's a musical it's very very floofy it's very sort of like you know people like dancing and spinning with loads of like really fancy period costumes and but the thing that really annoyed me was that the sort of um the woman who is the sort of um the subject of these men's desire she's so interminable i i can't i can't <laughs> it's really annoying when you know a whole story is built around love for this woman but she's so so annoying that through the whole thing she's just like i need love i need love at first sight i need uh i, I need i need more than that I, I need to have like poetry and 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 intelligence and i i just found that really really irritating i found i, I found her just so and, and and i think it's not it's not a very um it's quite a two-dimensional a character and I, I i just felt I, I was like sort of rolling my eyes like a, a lot during this film um, she looks out... very nice she looked nice yeah yeah and I, I think you know that's 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 part of the point um although it's, although I, I still find it interesting that the you know it, it is a um a disabled man going after a, a sort of a, a very a very attractive woman although I, I i feel like that that wouldn't would never be the other way around if you know what i mean in terms of like today's hollywood and you never sort of um, have a disabled woman being like the, the object of attraction but it's I, it probably wasn't for me maybe i don't know it, it just it just felt too floofy and it's directed by joe wright who did um who's done a number of great films like atonement and um and the 2005 adaptation of um, pride and prejudice that's but he something also did... i would never watch do you, what? do you know what I'm saying? Any of them films. I would never, you know, you were selling it to me for a minute. And then and then even you said it's a bad film. So yeah, like, it is a bad film. And the last film, the last film we did was The Woman in the Window, which I, I don't know if you've seen, but it's a Netflix film with Amy Adams. I like um, that. <laughs> did you really? I thought it was terrible. Yeah, I like that. Is that a scarish one? Well, not... Yeah, it's a sort of vertigo premise where a woman sees a murder across the window. Classic sort of oh. modern thriller kind of. Yeah, Isn't like it meant one. to be satire though? Uh, well, the new, well, the, it's funny because there's a new sort of spoof series called. Um, yeah. I can't remember. It's a massive title, but it's got Kristen. Kristen. Bell oh yeah, that's what um, I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah. essentially they essentially got the woman in the windows premise and took the piss out of it. In, but then in, a lot of people aren't realizing that it's meant to be satire, and I'm just like, it's <laughs> awful. Yeah, I haven't yeah. got to watch it yet, but Fair, I just yeah. keep seeing it on Twitter, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently, it's quite good. Um, it's quite, it's quite funny. Um, but yeah, Serrano, I don't know. It, it just felt a bit hoity-toity to me, and I just didn't, I didn't really get into it. It comes out in a couple of weeks. Comes out next. Comes out on Friday the twenty fifth. Um, but yeah, Peter Sinclair is good, but on that. <laughs> That's about right. It. Okay, Jess. Uh, well. I like once again haven't watched much, but I did finish the book of Boba Fett. Um, oh, last yeah. week I said I had to keep stopping and starting it 
um, I found it so difficult to watch mm. for some reason. <laughs> like, I just, they were trying to do too much, but also nothing was happening at the same time. Um, but the last episode was great. Mm. Um, it's, you know, the whole big like, fight scene, you know, they're always good. Um, and they wrapped it up well, but the Power Rangers didn't need to be in it. <laughs> like, they know. added nothing. Uh, I've, Anyone I've seen who it, hasn't but... seen it won't know what I'm on about, but <laughs> they didn't need to be in it. Wow. Um, yeah, they basically included these, like, teenage modded characters who ride these brightly coloured, like, it's like motorcycle type <laughs> things, and they're all, like, bright colours, and... Yeah. Um, yeah, they did nothing for the series. They just were really irritating. Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of distracting. Mm. But other than that, the series finale was great. Mm. The rest of it, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. Um, (laughs) I found it so hard to watch. So, um, and then what else have I done this week? really watched anything i've been playing uh lost ark i don't know if you've heard of it so it's one of amazon games new like mmos Mm. and they had this whole release up and they released it three days early for people who bought like the membership and so all my friends been playing it obviously i've been working anyway and i didn't want to pay (laughs) so on friday it was supposed to release at uh what time was it 4 p.m I think it was mm. and um amazon games did new world which was a game recently uh and that whole thing with servers was just bad like mm. no one could get into the game you were queuing for like two hours to get into the game um all the servers were breaking and yeah so no surprise uh it gets to 12 o'clock they shut down for server maintenance for four hours and at four o'clock they go there's a delay <laughs> and you're like, okay, like there's people who had taken the whole day off work so they could play this on release. Um, and it got to like outside and shot. Yeah, it got to <laughs> it got to about ten o'clock at night. To be honest, I think it was. Um, I think a day off to play a computer game. Oh, I know, but <laughs> it's it's a free game as well, so people really can't be complaining all that much. But it, it got really right. late. Looks alright. And the game was still not out. Uh, and then when they did release it. It's so funny, you can see them panicking. Like, I can just imagine the people who work there panicking because people got onto the servers and all the people who had already been playing for a few days, there were no characters. All the characters were gone. <laughs> so you're, we were all making jokes being like, oh God, the person in their offices just like, where are all the character servers gone? Like, where are all the files gone? Like, um, So they had to shut everyone out again, kicked everyone from the game, had oh, to try and put the characters back in the game. Uh, to then obviously make it playable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, it wasn't until yesterday that you could get onto it. It's a really good game. Um, it's yeah. kind of like Diablo, but like open world MMO. Yeah. Um, and it is good fun. I've been playing it all weekend. Yeah. But the whole server thing, like I had to queue, I queued for 40 minutes to get into the game today. <laughs> and that was a queue of 5,000 people. <laughs> uh, and then one of my friends tried to get on and the game just was like no you're, you're not allowed, you can't get in and apparently the queues were like 20k long oh. for some servers and yeah so, but 
But in like a week, you'll probably die like New World did. Yeah. But we'll see. Dying <laughs> like two, I'm straight in. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just straight in. And people join you. Throw your stuff. Have a nice sword. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's and I will say with Dying Light too, with Dying Light, it's everyone's really nice. There's no <laughs> muggy people on there at all. Mm. It's always nice people. So mm. anyway, I'll stop going on about it. But <laughs> it's, it's always nice people. Nice. Right. So next week we have our episode sixty nine. Uh, the Texas is it just is it Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Or is it yeah, just... without the the, it's just yes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just oh, see what they've done there. Yeah, <laughs> so Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 edition, I suppose. I want to know what their thought process was when coming up with the title. They just watched the social we'll just network. get rid of the ver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh my god, genius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. So we can't watch it. It's out on Friday in the UK. Yeah, Friday the 18th. Yeah. I don't know about America. They probably had it a year ago. No, I think I I think they're coming at the same. Netflix tend to release at the same time, at the same dates and stuff. So yeah, I think it'll be 18th in America as well. So we yeah we'll be doing that next Sunday hopefully if everyone's available again. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe Larry be back. Um, he's still got Mm -hmm. COVID, still struggling. Mm. Um, he didn't even come on the podcast tonight. Um. Thought he might have just sat in the comments box, but nothing, not a thing, Larry. <laughs> so, yeah, episode 69, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's a Bones Horror Pod. Um, we want to get to a thousand. <laughs> so, you know, we we got 850 subscribers on there, and it's it's quite good. I'll get some good feedback from people, and we get sent things to watch and stuff is it's great so i'd like to get to a thousand i don't know if anything would change then but like um maybe so if you want to follow us on that and then you've got our youtube channel which is slowly picking up um you know like and subscribe please that would be great um don't do the facebook thing that's a load of old bollocks i don't do that (laughs) um what else do we do instagram jess sometimes jess does instagram She's really good at it, but sometimes she does it. So you can follow us on there on the Bones Horror Pod. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week with our episode 69. Um, I better line up me uh me thing. Hang on, someone talk for a minute. Um <laughs> so we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.